0: Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts. Bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. My daddy did not like violence. When I was a boy and whenever I was watching television or a movie and something violent occurred or was about to occur, my father would shout frantically, bad boys! And the expectation was that I would immediately slap my hands to my face Covering my eyes. And while I was young, there was no way, no how those bad boys would get through the iron grip on my face. But I must confess that as I grew older, some gaps between the fingers grew larger and larger. Forbidden fruit, I guess. Today is the first Sunday of the season of Advent, a season of watching and waiting, a season of darkness and light, a season of anticipating the arrival of the Emmanuel, God with us. But while the secular world is already in the full throes of the holiday season, I would like to talk for a moment this morning about something that is not as obviously seasonal, but very adventy. I am not sure if that's a word, but it is now. And that is darkness. I know this is a time of joy and a time of peace, and some of our minds are still cartwheeling after yesterday's football games, but indulge me for a moment, and let us dig into the rich soil that is this season of Advent, and let us consider the darkness. And one way of many to consider the darkness is to meditate on violence. We can open our eyes to the violence and darkness that is around us. There is physical violence in our streets and in our homes, from West Jackson to the West Bank. There is psychological <clears throat> violence, from emotional abuse and neglect to the images portrayed in our media of what is attractive and acceptable and what is not. There is environmental violence from what we put in our bodies and dump in our fields and expel in our air and spill into our water. And there is spiritual violence from those who pervert religion for their own political or ego-driven ends and to those in leadership who abuse the trust of the faithful. Violence of all types shapes our broken world, and we are called to acknowledge it, to face it, and yes, even to own up to it when appropriate. And to further consider the violence in our midst, we need to look no further than our holy scripture. And if we study our Bible, we will soon realize that our most holy book is chock full of bad boys. From the book of Joshua, they devoted to destruction by the edge of the sword all in the city, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkeys. From Psalm 7, Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me, or like a lion they will tear me apart, they will drag me away with no one to rescue. Or from the book of Hosea, I will make her like a wilderness, and turn her into a parched land and kill her with thirst. Sounds fun. Now, violence is not always equated with darkness. I remember as a teenager reading for the first time, or at least listening to for the first time, the account of Jesus becoming angry at the money changers and upending their tables and making a whip of cords and driving them from the temple his father's house. And in an adolescent moment, I was not able to wrap my head around the fact that the usual, usually placid Jesus, or at least I thought he was placid, was capable of such an aggressive act. But the Bible is a story about humanity's relationship with God, and as long as God's kingdom has not been realized, then unfortunately, there will be brokenness in all its forms. But thankfully, God is part of the story, too. And God always manages to pick up after us and clean up our mess. And Moreover, to meditate on violence, to contemplate the broken, to stand in the midst of the darkness in this or any season, that is really difficult. For when we are confronted with the violence and darkness in our history, in our story, in our scripture, then we must face the fact that the darkness and violence are still with us today. And that is a very difficult reality to bear. We are self-trained and our society supports this propensity to immediately look away whenever something violent happens hence my father's well-intentioned protections of his little boy. But reconciliation of dark and light is possible, in fact, inevitable. Author Robert Johnson reminds us that the word religion comes from two Latin words, re, meaning again, and ligere, meaning to bind or to bridge. Religion means, therefore, to bind together again. So here, in this season, we can begin again the reconciling process, because despite the violence and darkness in our world, there is light. There is light dawning on the horizon as Christ approaches, and he brings with him a new light that shines in the darkness. And with that light, it is our calling as followers of this Christ in the midst of the dark world to be heralds of the light and carry the light into the most desperate places. Part of Advent is to confess to the darkness. But even more so, Advent is never to retreat or capitulate to the darkness, but instead balance our darkness with the light of Christ. This is the struggle that Paul is writing about as we heard this morning. He instructed the church in Rome, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake up from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near, then let us lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And what will it look like when the light prevails? Well, to answer that question, we need only look to Isaiah's words this morning. For the prophet says, in the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills and all nations will stream to it. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any anymore. O House of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The light, the light that is coming that is the light of Christ, that light means that war and subjugation and oppression and abuse will be no more. And instead we will know equity and justice and inclusivity, and community. In other words, in the light of God, we will know peace. One of my favorite contemporary theologians, Father John Kavanaugh of St. Louis University, wrote this about the season of Advent. The clamor of the streets will be stilled, for it will be a silent night. The deceptions of the dark will be uncovered, for it will be a holy night. Night itself will be transformed, transfigured, when all is calm and all is bright. May your Advent be confronted with darkness. and May it be filled with light. Amen.